and is live again. It's Will's Take on Sports. I am the host, Will Walker. Hey, it's Monday morning. Spring forward. Time went up an hour. Lost an hour of sleep yesterday. I know I did. But that's okay. You'll get it back at some point over the next couple of months or over the next couple of weeks. Is it me or is Spring Forward coming a little bit quicker, a little earlier every year? Anyway, today's podcast, Monday morning, 7 a.m., podcast 3-9, crown them. We know exactly who they are. If you want to crown them, crown them. That's what Dennis Green said at the end of an Arizona Cardinals game. I'm just uh, reacting to Cal Kuzma putting the imaginary crown of LeBron James head after the Lakers got the, the, the nine-point win, 112-103 over the Clippers, the team that I picked to win it all in the association. But the Lakers finally got a win over the Clippers. That's coming off a very good weekend for them. They beat Giannis and the Bucks Monday night in the Staples Center. I mean, on Saturday, Friday night in the Staples Center. And yesterday afternoon, they were able to finally close a game out against the Clippers. You know, the Lakers have had leads going into the uh, fourth quarter of the two earlier matchups, and the Clippers' depth overwhelmed them. This time, not the case. The Lakers were a stronger team in the second half, and they maintained their strength through the fourth quarter. Great game for Anthony Davis. Again, he is not the most physical cat as far as a biggest concern, but he is definitely skilled. Montrez Harrell could probably play with Anthony Davis if Anthony Davis played with his back to the basket. But Anthony Davis can face up. He can hit threes. He can play on the move. And, of course, he's playing with probably the best passer in the association, Mr. LeBron James. Definitely the best passing forward in NBA history. I don't care what the stats say. It's just what my eyes see, although the stats do back it up. But LeBron James, even with my haterade, I can say that, that LeBron James is the best passing forward to play in the association. Period. Here's my other take from that game. Avery Bradley had a game. Very good game for Avery Bradley. Um, he's an NBA player. He's supposed to make shots. You know, he's a he's a professional basketball player. He's supposed to make wide open three pointers. Three pointers are not his thing. Although he did shoot 50% in that game yesterday. 6 for 12, 24 points. Three-pointers are not what Avery Bradley is known for as a National Basketball Association professional player. He's known for perimeter defense, and he played some great perimeter defense, including that big-time steal that he got off of Patrick Beverly in the first half and got hit with a taunting call after he made the layup over Patrick Beverly. A little weak for me. The game was very competitive. Both of these teams went at each other. They played it like it was a playoff game. And if everything holds to form uh, in the playoffs, we will. this will be the Western Conference Finals. It will be seven games, as I predicted. And I'm still going to stick with the Clippers because I think they have more. You're not going to get Morris with a blank 
The dude made no shots. Zero. One free throw. One point. That's all Morris did to start in uh, for for um, the Clippers. There were two Morris on the floor. Uh, the, the twins. One play for the Clippers, one play for the Lakers. That was pretty cool to see, to be honest with you. All right, but anyway, back to the game. Um, listen, I did not think that the Clippers were going to sweep the Lakers at any point this season, whether it be in the playoffs or whether it be in the regular season. Um, they're not that far apart. Yes, I am rooting that the um, – I am hoping, excuse me, I'm hoping that the Clippers are able to uh, maintain uh, – I was hoping they were able to maintain their success against the Lakers, but didn't happen yesterday. They lost by nine points. I don't take much away from that game, just like I didn't take much away from Christmas Day or the opening night. I still think these are the two best teams in the Western Conference could say they're the two best teams in the NBA, given what I've seen from Giannis and the uh, Bucks against top-level competition, especially Giannis. I'm going to get into him, although he will miss a couple of games with a knee sprain. Um, but the Lakers, LeBron James, you want to crown him, crown him. He is uh, definitely still one of the top players in the NBA, depending on who you ask. If he is the best player in the NBA, if you ask me, no. That goes to Giannis. Even though he did take take it to Giannis on Friday night, I'll still give that edge to Giannis, but I can't take any away from LeBron. I mean, LeBron James, he is still a top five player, if not a top three player or a top two player in the National Basketball Association. Kawhi did not have a good game, and the reason I'm going to really hop on Kawhi is that he bailed out the Lakers a lot with those nine three-point attempts. He only made two. He did have 27 points. His partner in crime, Mr. Paul George, had a great game yesterday. Shot well in the first half, cooled off in the second half. Uh, Let me say this. The Lakers are going to need those two guys, their two superstars, and another guy four times to beat the Clippers. That's the only way that's going to happen. They needed all of those points from Avery Bradley yesterday. They got a lot of key offensive rebounds late in that game um, from Morris, uh, Kuzma. A lot of key offensive putbacks as LeBron was going to the basket and, like, all five Clippers just jumped towards him and they left the basket open as he missed. But anyway, they're going to need that. They're going to need an extra guy to come along uh, and help them – defeat the Clippers when the money's online and we get to the playoffs. Okay, let me turn to my Miami Heat. Bad news. Uh, Jimmy Butler has a toe sprain uh, waiting on those reports. Although the Heat were able to get the win over the Wizards, they did lose Friday night to the Pelicans. Uh, Zion wasn't, I mean, he had some highlight dunks, but he wasn't a major factor in that game. It was B.I., Brandon Ingram, and uh, Alonzo Ball. Those two guys just Hey, they played a good game against my Miami Heat. I can't in. Plus, it was a home game. The Washington Wizards put up much of a fight last night against the Miami Heat. Oh, the Miami Heat were able to propel by 11 points. Big time game from Bam Adebayo. Um, Jimmy Butler did lead the Miami game uh, in the third quarter. and But Bam Adebayo was able to uh, carry the Heat to a win. 27 points, 14 rebounds, and 6 assists. 9-13 from the field. Hey, like I said, this kid... Uh, before the start of the season, um, his improvement is – you're going to see it. I saw it late last season, and 
it's just continued into this season as he is a first he was a first time all star and he's just still playing well uh as this season is uh going along and we're marching towards the playoffs. So the Heat were able to get that win um at Washington yesterday. Another uh, one surprising result from the association I want to touch on is that Oklahoma City one point win over Boston. Uh Danilo Gallinari, eighteen points. Uh, wasn't spectacular from uh, the field period. He was 6 for 17, 2 for 7 from the three-point line, but he did have 18 points. But that dude, Chris Paul, I tell you, man, um, playing well. I, that's all I can say. He's playing well with Oklahoma City. Got them in the, uh, the hunt for a playoff spot. Nobody predicted this. Nobody saw this. You know, after Russ and uh, Paul George left, everybody thought this would be a tanking season for Oklahoma City, but the players on that team, kudos to those professionals for making the most of opportunities given to them. Uh, Dennis Schroeder, um, of course, Steven Adams was is still um, the big man in the middle on that team, and then Shea Gildas uh, Alexander, um, who was a major, a major contributor for last year's uh, version of the Los Angeles Clippers is still – um, being a solid NBA player for the Oklahoma City Thunder. Kimball Walker did not have a good night for the Boston Celtics. Uh, Boston just didn't have a good game. He, he he did not have a good outing for that team. Four for 14 from the field. Not a good outing. Not a good night for Kimba. Um, two for nine from that three-point line. I'm telling you, these teams love that three-point line. They, they love it. I mean, that's today's NBA. But Gordon Hayward was able to – uh, he led the team in scoring, and then Jason Tatum, eight for 20, 22 shots, only eight makes. Ouch. Not good. Not good. Marcus Smart had 10 rebounds for that team. 10. All right. Uh, the Orlando Magic was able to beat, and this is rare. I mentioned Orlando Magic in, in regards to uh, NBA. Only, I think the only other time I've referenced the Orlando, the Orlando Magic is during us Aaron Gordon in the same the slam dunk contest, but the Orlando Magic went on the road and beat the Rockets. So the Rockets are not—they've had it rough. They lost to the Clippers on Thursday night, and then uh, this matchup with Orlando should have been an easy win. But nothing's a given when you went uh, in pro sports. To be honest with you, no matter how bad a team is, the other guys get paid also. But anyway, um, rough night for James Harden and Russell Westbrook combined, fifteen for thirty-eight from the field. Harden, uh, three for 10 from the three-point line. 23, though, they both got 20 points apiece. But still, rough night. Rough night, and that's a bad loss. Because be going into the Clippers game, before the Clippers, Clippers absolutely destroyed them Thursday night, um, there was talk that the Rockets could move up to the two-seed. I mean, I still like the way they play. Um, well, Russell Westbrook in that new style of the small ball, I don't think it's going to work real well in the playoffs. Um but I like the style for the regular season. I mean, it gives Russell Westbrook opportunities just attack, attack, attack. Um, and I guess that, like I said, their analytics say that's the best way they can win. Who I, I don't know. That's that's what they do. All right, in, another story in the association that happened. Kenny Atkinson is not long. There's no longer uh, the coach of the Brooklyn Nets. I don't care. I'm not a Brooklyn Nets fan. I don't have anything to say. I mean, his two best players are not playing this season. Is that on the coach that the team isn't doing well? I don't think so, but that's the way. That's the nature of the beats in, in professional sports. 
You know, you don't win, the coach the coach gets replaced. And if that continues to happen and you got a lot of high-priced players on the roster, the whole roster gets purged. So that's the nature of professional sports. I'm not a fan of Brooklyn. I have really nothing that I can add except to say that I wouldn't think that that would be uh, a fair situation to Kenny Atkinson because his two best players are not playing. The two guys they signed in the offseason, both are not playing right now. And Kyrie did start the season, but he hasn't been healthy all year and finally had season-ending surgery. And, of course, we know about KD's situation. So how do you punish the coach and his two best players are not even playing? I, 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 whatever. Hey, that's just, that's, just the nature of the, that's just the nature of professional sports. Let me say this something else. Another thing about uh, professional sports is you get – a little bit, uh, especially in this instant analysis, instant reaction culture that we in. I'm going, this is on a player. This ain't got nothing to do with the media. JaVale McGee, the Lakers are the best team in the world right now. That's not crowned until after June. After you're the last team standing, you can make that claim. You can't make that claim on March the 9th. You can be hype about finally you, you beat, the, the 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 team with the best record in the NBA. You beat uh your in city rival, the team that's going that's gonna uh that's competing with you on the opportunity to be the best in the world. You you okay? You won those two games, but we we don't hand out trophies for regular season wins. We hand out trophies for winning the NBA Finals and being crowned champion. Not. So I'm going to need JaVale McGee to calm down. But I get it. He probably was hype. He was happy. They finally conquered the Los Angeles Clippers. So that gives them some confidence. Although I don't think even if the Clippers had won that game or had taken um, the the season series in a dominating fashion, 3-1 or whatever the situation is, would, would, would mean that the Clippers would be, you know, able to just steamroll the Lakers in the playoffs. No, because the playoffs are a different animal. We, um, I've seen personally LeBron lose regular season matchups against teams and still win and defeat that team in the playoffs. So they got LeBron James on that team. Yes, he's 35 years old, and yes, he has to do it in spots. He's not as consistent as he was in, in, in the prime of his career. I don't think he's in the prime of his career, but he's still playing at a high level even at the age of 35. Again, I'm not a fan of LeBron James. He doesn't wear the black and the red. But I respect the man's talent. I have to. He's a very good NBA player. He's not the best of all time, in my opinion, but he's a very good player. And let me touch on that, too, this MJ versus LeBron debate that I've heard some say. It will never. It's, he could never catch Michael Jordan, ever, in my opinion. Michael Jordan's the GOAT. LeBron James, make, LeBron James just it's, it's not close to me. It just isn't. And I I know about LeBron James' size, speed, combination. It is definitely like nothing we had seen in the NBA before he entered the NBA. Still haven't seen, but still, Michael Jordan is the GOAT. I don't care about LeBron James stats. I don't care he passed him. I don't care he passed Michael Jordan on the, the, the scoring list. I don't care he passed Kobe. I don't care. Michael Jordan is the GOAT. And if there's any comparison between to be made with LeBron James, 
is the comparison with Kobe Bryant. I've said this, and I'm going to keep saying it. To me, that's the comparison. My, uh, Kobe Bryant or Le- Kobe Bryant, LeBron James, not Michael Jordan. Leave Michael Jordan out the conversation. But I know he's this uh, eras, Michael Jordan. So he's considered the greatest of all time. I can't do it because he's lost six NBA finals, two with my Miami Heat. My bias maybe against them because one of those losses shouldn't have happened, but it did. Anyway, speaking of losses that I'm very disappointed in and not just that 2011 NBA Finals that my Miami Heat lost to the the Dallas Mavericks when the Miami Heat were favorite and they were up 1-0 and they were up 16 points going into late into that ball game and they had a chance to go up 2-0 at home and they blew it. The Mavericks came back and made it 1-1. Anyway, let me get to the Manchester Derby. City loses again to Manchester United. I can say this much. As a competitor, I compete whether I'm playing cards, whether I'm trying to outperform or get more downloads than any of my competitors, any of my friends that do podcasting, be it Smitty from Smitty Sports Machine. Be it the twin, the Watts twins, be it Ben, uh, be it Lou, be it whoever. All of my friends that I've made doing uh, this podcast, doing doing podcasting since 2014, I want to crush every last one of them. I want to beat them. I don't. I. I. I, I, I don't want to just beat them. I want to crush them. I'm still my friends. I still like them. I have them on my show. I've been on their shows. So I still like them. I have no nothing but love for these people. But I still want I, I just want to win. To see a pl- professional player, Mr. David Silva says, well, maybe we're not that interested because we know the league is over. I don't care that Chelsea's up by 25 plus points at the top of the table of the Premier League, and there's no way that you can catch them to be uh, the three time, three years to win the Premier League three three years in a row. I don't care. But I don't want to see a team I root for, the player say, well, you know, maybe we weren't mo- properly motivated for this match. Really? It's a competitive match. It's a game. It's It's – the regular season. It's a rival. It's a derby, as you call it, the Manchester Derby. And you weren't motivated. You got to say something along the lines that, oh, for the fans, we should have put up a better effort. Well, how about for you guys, you should have put up a better effort. I know Kevin De Bruyne didn't play in that game, but uh, just, just him saying it already made me think when I was watching it, Manchester City looks they just don't look interested in this thing. While Manchester United seem to have all the proper motivation to want to win. Which I would think every player on that pitch would have had the proper motivation to say they want to win a match. Period. Whether you can be the Premier League champion or whether you whatever the situation is, in a rivalry game, you would want to think you would think you're player that you root for on the team that you root for we want to give maximum effort maximum effort i know the knockout stages are coming for manchester city 
the Champions League, the FA Cup. But still, you know, competitive match, a regular season match. I would have liked to see more effort and more passion from Manchester City. And I did not see it in Old Trafford at Old Trafford yesterday against Manchester United. Hey, good for Anthony Martial, the young Frenchman. He's caught a lot of flack um, since he joined Manchester United as a 19-year-old. He's got the pace. His skill is okay. He's not a world-class finisher. Uh, He has world-class speed or pace, but he's not a world-class finisher. He's a very good player. I don't want to be honest with you with with as much talent there is in France. And he's French. He's from France. I don't think he would make the French national national team, even as a roster player as one of the top 25. I just don't. That's how deep the French are. And he plays for Manchester United, one of the top clubs in Europe. But I don't think he's a top player. But he's been on an incredible run lately for Manchester United. Uh, the goal that he got, I'm going to credit him for putting it on target. I'm going to fault Ederson for that half-hearted attempt to stop the doggone ball. You know, credit Anthony Martial for putting it on target. But Ederson is a world-class goalie for Manchester City. A world-class goalie should have stopped that ball. And he did not from going to the back of the net. But he did not. So, anyway, Manchester United. They beat City both times this year. I'm not happy about it. I don't like – I just don't like to see the teams I root for lose. Got into this yesterday on my podcast with my brothers in regards to uh, the Serie A not allowing fans to attend games. I think, hey, you take precaution. I applaud uh, them for uh, protecting the fans. But what about the players? What about the officials? What about the referees? What about those people? The you know had to be at the game. Shouldn't everybody not be, you know, I guess you could say exposed or at risk of the coronavirus? If it's that bad to where you won't let the fans attend the game, shouldn't the players have the shouldn't you have the same concern for the players and the officials and the refs, the team officials? It said here in the States, uh, LeBron James was asked that question. He said he doesn't want to play in an empty stadium. I want to sometimes tell LeBron James, just shut up and dribble. So, sometimes I do. But I know that maybe that's inappropriate. Maybe that's wrong. But in this case, dude, listen. If the corona's out, outbreak is that much of a concern to the public officials or the government officials in Los Angeles and in the state of California, I think you should be more considerate and understand if they're saying no. Hey, and then the NBA says, look, let's get these games played. Um, it's not a risk to you guys because the NBA has set up – 
uh, testing centers for the team or put out the information for the teams to make sure that their players are properly tested for the coronavirus. And the NBA NBA says, look, we're going to keep continuing the season on, but we don't want to, we are going to agree with the local officials in Los Angeles and say, hey, no, it's too much of a risk for the public to be there. I would think LeBron James would understand that. Granted, he, he plays for the fans, as he said. Oh, he what whatever the comment he made that I just was like, whatever. I mean, yesterday's podcast was uh, about that um, in the open forum I had, and I had you know my brothers on, my friends on, and we talked about it. But to me, some things just supersede sports, and right tonight, right about now, the coronavirus supersedes sports. Truly. The risk uh, and the worry and the uncertainty and the misinformation that we're getting about the coronavirus, yeah, that that's way more important than sports. And that includes March Madness that's getting ready to get started. Uh, uh, we're getting ready to get the NCAA tournament going. Um, the ladies, um, they usually do their uh, conference uh, tournaments a week before the men We've had some big-time upsets. The ACC, Florida State lost to NC State. Uh, South Carolina just handled their business against uh, against Mississippi State. South Carolina's the best team in college basketball, women's college basketball. So, But, hey, they got Oregon to deal with. That 31-2 team, Oregon, that's the number three team ranked in the country with Sabrina Inescu um, playing – some major, some serious basketball uh, on the collegiate level with all the records that she said she helped Oregon uh, take the Pac-12 uh, uh, tournament final. That was a huge, that's a blowout. 33 points was that win uh, for Oregon. So it would be nice to see Oregon play against uh, South Carolina. Uh, I don't know who else is on Oregon team. I just know her because that's who the highlight is usually. Um, so I'm pretty sure we'll I'll find out how much more. I know they have a big kid that's a young lady that's that's improved. I can't think of her name right now, but Oregon, South Carolina. Hopefully, we'll get that for the ladies. No UConn. That's that's not their time. Um, I can't really think of any other good teams out there. Notre Dame was the defending champion, and I don't think they'll get back. I don't think Baylor will be there either. So it'll be uh, South Carolina and Oregon. And on the men's side, um, San Diego State lost to Utah State. You know, San Diego State team with one loss uh, going into their conference tournament, lost in the conference final. They'll be in the NCAA tournament. They'll, they'll be there, whether they're one seed or two seed. I don't know. I don't really care about the seed things. Um, I'm really not excited about the tournament because I because college basketball has just been horrible this season. It has not been good. It has not been good play. Um, there's no particular team or even a player to be excited about um, leading up into this tournament. But because of the possibility of we could see a small school beat a big school, uh, with a name in the tournament, yeah, it's it's going to be that drama. It's going to be that level of excitement. But the thing that's probably may take a little luster off of the situation this year is that some of the top teams are the small schools. 
I'm thinking of the Creightons, the Xavier's, the Dayton's. I mean, Dayton played a heck of a, a Maui Invitational against Michigan State. Uh, some of the other top teams that was uh, out there in Maui. So um, they put themselves on the map just in that first half of the season of, of the Maui Invi- of when the Maui Invitational is played. So, but there's the some of the top teams. Villanova. Some of those top teams are the smaller schools. They're not the big time powers. North Carolina is down this year. Yeah, Kentucky and Duke, they're there. But still, Michigan State isn't overwhelming this season. And I picked Michigan State to win it all. But they're not overwhelming. They're not a, a dominant team. Gonzaga, I wouldn't consider Gonzaga a power. They don't play in a Power 5 conference. They play up there in the great Northwest. Although they, we've heard about them for so many years and give Mark Few credit for the consistency of that program. But still, Gonzaga's not a, a powerhouse or considered a powerhouse program in all honesty. But, hey, we got this is that wacky year in college basketball and it's march the madness is here what is not mad is that you guys follow this show it's not mad it's all love what you give me um when you listen to this show live and for those of you that listen to the show on demand thank you so much for liking subscribing or following the show on the different platforms that podcasts can be listened on i'd like to invite you to follow the show on twitter instagram at wws underscore sports show also if you have a facebook page please follow my facebook page we'll take on sports just click the like button i close this show the same way every single podcast say a prayer for somebody because prayer changes things i holler be safe i'll talk to you again on thursday